0: hey guys i'm monica crowley and this is the monica crowley podcast thanks so much for joining me here on this wednesday hump day this is your go-to for hot liberty a safe space for all of us thought criminals independent thinkers and happy warriors Check me out on social media, Instagram at Monica Crowley underscore and Twitter and true social at Monica Crowley. You can also send me an email about this show. Let me know what's on your mind to Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. Well, we've got a lot coming up on the program. Um, I do want to say on Friday this week, we are going to have a really fun show. We're going to bring in a very special guest, someone who is very funny And we're going to have some laughs because Lord knows we need it, Uh, especially now, especially after this week, which has just been bombshell after bombshell. We're going to get into that today as well. But on Friday, we're going to have some laughs because we need it. We cover a lot of heavy stuff on this show, uh, and rightfully so because we are in a war for America. Um, But every now and again, we need an escape valve. We need to let some steam off, and we're going to do that here on Friday. You're going to love this show, I promise you, so tune in for that. Also, next week, we've got some big things lined up, including a big discussion on the border because Title 42 is about to be lifted. And it's not just going to be the border states uh, continue to be pummeled here. It's going to be the rest of the country as well. We're going to get a human tsunami of illegal immigration. And if you thought the nearly 7 million well, it's probably over that because we don't get an accurate number from this administration, but over the last, what, two years since uh, this fool has been president, 7 million, I guess, is the, the official number, 7 million illegals into this country. Once they lift Title 42 on May 11th, uh, when the official COVID emergency is over we are going to have a tidal wave of human beings illegals coming into this country so we're going to have a discussion about that uh, next week along with other things. Today the one and only Steve Bannon. My friend, Steve Bannon, MAGA warrior, warrior for America, host of War Room, where I am so blessed to to be on. And in fact, tomorrow in the 5 p.m. Eastern hour, I'm going to join Steve, I think, for the entire hour on camera. So you're not going to want to miss that. That's warroom.org. We're going to talk to uh, Bannon here in just a couple of minutes about a whole range of issues, including 2024, Biden, Trump, the race, the deep state, the administrative state, and the absolute necessity to smash all of it to pieces. You're not going to want to miss this. This is going to be a blockbuster conversation with Steve Bannon coming up here. First, though, the Monica memo. Over the last couple of days, we have seen major upheaval, and major upheaval is never comfortable Right. It always makes us uneasy because human beings are creatures of habit and we like our habits and we sometimes it leads to ruts. I get it. And then every once in a while, we as human beings hit a wall and decide that the rut is boring and tedious and we want to go do something else, whether it's personal relationships, jobs. Uh, You want to move out of your house, your community. It's become too small. It's become too boring, whatever it might be, right? So we are generally creatures of habit, and we like our routines because it gives us a sense of certainty, a sense of comfort, a sense of ease in our lives because there are so many things we can't control coming at us that we like to have a certain rhythm in our lives, certain dependabilities, right? Right? And then when those things are taken away, when it's not our choice to make change, we feel great uneasiness. We feel like we're off kilter, right? Well, this week, uh, we certainly had a couple of bombshells, including one that has certainly put this audience off kilter, and that is Fox News removing Tucker Carlson from the airwaves. Now, from what we are hearing, Tucker Carlson remains on the Fox News payroll, they are continuing to pay him. Uh, They have not fired him, but they have informed him that last Friday was the last show that he would ever do. He would never be on camera at Fox News again, and this period of time will be used to negotiate an exit, which is why he hired a major, major media lawyer uh, to negotiate this exit. So as of today, As far as we know, Tucker is still on the payroll, but he will no longer um, ever, again, be able to do a show for Fox News or any kind of on-air contribution. That's the case right now, today. Um, This is obviously a huge loss for Fox. It's also a huge loss for America, for those of us who believe in the truth and the facts and wanting to hear a different Point of view that is grounded in facts and the truth. Tucker was one of those rare public intellectuals who was also very good on media, on especially on television, and he had the ability to break down very complex issues and take apart the regime's lies, the system's lies, and present them on national television every night in a way that everybody could understand, appreciate, and then be motivated by to take action to take our country back and I think for a lot of those reasons in addition to probably a whole bunch more um, the powers that be decided that Tucker should be no more at least on the Fox News airwaves I consider Tucker Carlson a friend I am blessed and honored to be able to do so Uh, He and I have known each other a very long time. Last fall, I was really honored to be asked to do a full hour with him for Tucker Carlson today uh, on Fox Nation about my experiences with President Nixon and what it means for today. That was an extraordinary conversation. Go check it out if you haven't already. So he would do these deep dives with people, not just on his 8 p.m. Fox News show, but also on Tucker Carlson Today, and then he had the the documentary series. I mean, he was just doing so much extraordinary work. And really, the value of Tucker is in being a truth teller, as we are on the show, as Steve Bannon is on War Room. And in the course of being a truth teller, he challenged the pro-war uni party just about every night. And he challenged the orthodoxies on all sides because he was willing to investigate their lies, expose them, and then tell the truth. The system didn't like that. Look, this is the same system that is doing everything it can to destroy Donald Trump because he's a truth teller. He's an exposer of their dark deeds. And so is Tucker Carlson. So is Steve Bannon. So was General Flynn. So, I mean, everybody who is willing to stand up to the empire and say, no more lies, we're going to expose you, tell the American people the the truth of what is actually going on in their own country and in their world, well, those people need to meet an end. But the good news for all of us, and the good news for Tucker, despite this huge loss, because Fox News obviously reaches so many millions of people, and uh, generations of people that may not be computer and tech savvy, you know, a lot of people are doing extraordinary shows like this one on podcast platforms, streaming platforms, etc. And a lot of them have major, major success like Joe Rogan, Megyn Kelly. A lot of these people have built out very successful shows uh, for themselves with big audiences in these other alternative media and that's great. And I look, Tucker can do whatever he wants. He can write his ticket. He is so brilliant and so talented. He could start his own streaming show. He could join a rival network. He could even end up running for president. We don't know. He can do whatever he wants, okay? Um, as soon as this Fox deal is negotiated and done, unless he's got a non-compete where they block him from going on the air in a number of different ways, I don't know what they're going to try to maneuver with him, but he could take any avenue, unless he is contractually blocked from doing so. So he can go off and do whatever he wants. Um, and again, on these other platforms, podcast platforms, streaming platforms like Rogan, etc. Uh, War Room has its own uh, you know website, and they're on Getter and Rumble, etc. Massive, massive audiences. Um, He could certainly go and do that, but the big loss is that the older generations likely won't see it. And maybe others may not see it, whereas Fox, because boom, it's right there on your cable system, easy to access, et cetera, you don't have to download an app, you don't have to go to a website, you don't have to go to, you know, some sort of streaming service. It, It was an entree to a broader audience. Now, with that being said, I think that Tucker has enough appeal that people will follow him, like they follow Bill O'Reilly. They will follow him to whatever platform he decides to go on. So I'm not worried about Tucker at all. I am worried about our country, and I'm hoping and praying that Tucker maneuvers his way um, into a platform that will grant him massive access to people so he can continue exposing the rot and telling the truth. The other uh, not so big development in the media was lemon dropped. Don Lemon um, was fired unceremoniously by CNN. Uh, he had been in prime time and then they moved him to the morning show because he was such a mess and such such a liability for CNN. And he just kept bringing chaos uh, wherever he went, um, including this morning's show. Obnoxious behavior off the air, obnoxious behavior on the air. And finally, you know, last week he interviewed Vivek Ramaswamy, who is running for president. We're going to have him on this show coming up here pretty soon. Uh, Vivek is a tremendous intellect. Um, he's just a, a, a fantastic guy He's making a fantastic contribution to this race by raising issues that not a lot of other people are raising, not unlike Tucker, right? And so Vivek went on CNN and Lamont was coming at him with racial stuff and just being completely unfair to Vivek and it was cringeworthy to watch. Well, that apparently was the straw that broke the camel's back with the CNN management and they decided that's it. He is gone. So he puts out a statement saying, well, my agent called me this morning and said I was uh, fired from CNN after 17 years. I can't believe it. It would have been nice to have a conversation with management, to which management put out a tweet and said, Mr. Lemon's statement this morning was inaccurate. We offered him um, a conversation with management, and he chose to take to Twitter instead. So no love lost here, and uh, certainly we're not mourning the demise of Don Lemon's uh, media career. I don't know wh- what he's going to do next, and I couldn't care less. But he is gone. The other major development this week is that the hair-sniffing idiot in the White House has decided to run for re-election, Now the man on a good day doesn't know what planet he's on and yet the powers that be, the system, has wound him up and they produced a three-minute video announcing his bid for re-election. Listen just to the open.
1: Freedom. Personal freedom is fundamental to who we are as Americans. There's nothing more important, nothing more sacred. That's been the work of my first term, to fight for our democracy. This shouldn't be A red or blue issue. To protect our rights, to make sure that everyone in this country is treated equally and that everyone is given a fair shot at making it. Let's finish this job. I know we can because this is the United States of America. There's nothing, simply nothing we cannot do if we do it together.
0: So Biden says he wants another four years to, quote, finish the job. We all know what that means, right? That means finish off America for good. Oh, I'm dead serious. This is that our enemies always tell us who they are, what they believe, and what they intend to do. We just choose not to listen to them. And I don't care whether it's the CCP or Nazi Germany or Stalin or whatever, or our internal enemies like Joe Biden, they always tell you, they always give a tell of who they are, what they believe, and what they intend to do. And in Biden's case, he has done exactly that. He has told us, point blank, he wants to finish the job, meaning finish America off for good. Keep in mind, guys, that this has been this long march through the institutions by the communists. We're going to talk to Steve Bannon about this here in a minute. The whole point was to finish off America. And then you had eight years of Barack Obama, who certainly moved to finish off America, and then the system was caught flat-footed in 2016 with Donald Trump, who was bringing the country back away from their, their tentacles of power and, and communist transformation, bringing our country back to individual liberty, economic freedom, a stronger military, stronger foreign policy. They couldn't have that. They look at that as lost time. That's why you've seen Biden and the Obama team moving with all deliberate speed to bring us back to where they were uh, when Obama left the White House. And so now they need an additional period of time to lock it all in, which is what Mrs. Clinton was supposed to do when she was supposed to win in 2016, lock it all in. So that is exactly what is going on here. So when Biden tells you he wants to finish the job, that's what he means We're at this tipping point now, and it's a very dangerous moment where, you know, another couple of years of Biden plus another four years if he were to win re-election, which looks like the deep state and others are moving with great dispatch in order to uh, set up and rig this election next year so that Biden does get another four years so they can lock it all in. Look, and we'll talk to Bannon about this. I don't think the deep state is going to allow Donald Trump, certainly not. Um, but any Republican president. And so how do we overcome that? We got work to do on this, a lot of work to do. But they need to lock this in so that there's no more, quote unquote, backsliding as they experienced when Trump was president. Biden is senile. He may have some lucid moments here and there. They're probably pumping him with drugs every week, and He goes to Delaware. I don't know. Remember that the communists driving the bus, the system, remember that they like their candidates either uh, willing to be good actors and actresses like an AOC, or they like their candidates and leaders to be weak, sick, vulnerable, like Biden, Fetterman, Feinstein. Why? Because they're more easily controlled. And they're able to ram through their, their agenda without any kind of obstacles. So Biden has made this announcement. Um, I'm not entirely convinced he's going to end up being the candidate. I'm just not. I think, I think based on what I just told you guys about how much progress they made under Obama, they lost ground under Trump in the fundamental transformation of the nation, So they got to make it up. They've been making it up under Biden. If they feel going into uh, the fall of this year and winter of this year, which will be very late because primaries are, what, early February next year, um, if they need another candidate, they will pull the plug on Biden and Harris so fast your head will spin. If they feel that they can still control them, and run a basement strategy like they did the last time around, absent a pandemic next year. Although, who knows? They could be dreaming up another pandemic, shut down the global economy again. Who knows? They pulled out all the stops to defeat Donald Trump last time around. So, who knows? They're capable of anything. If they feel that they can put him behind the curtain and run him, run this decrepit, corrupt individual for president again and pull it off with their rigging and their ballot harvesting and all the rest, they will do it. If they feel that it is too much of a risk, that his dementia is accelerating, which it is, and if they feel like they're not going to be able to pull it off with a basement strategy next year, they will remove him and her so fast. And then the question is, who do they run? Obviously, Gavin Newsom out of California is desperate to run. I mean, his ambition just just seeps out of every disgusting pore of his body. Mrs. Clinton might want to make another run for it. I don't know. But the one who probably terrifies me the most is Michelle Obama. We've talked about it on the show with Joel Gilbert, who's got a fantastic documentary out about it, Michelle 2024, saying that she's laying the groundwork for this. We're going to have Joel, in fact, maybe we'll have Joel back next week uh, to talk about this because Michelle Obama, you know, the Democrats are making a lot of moves here with regard to um, primaries, DNC, etc. cetera, That looks like maybe, just maybe, they're thinking about running Michelle. Um, uh, Maybe we'll have Joel on again next week. Yeah, in fact, let's do that because I I really want us to be ahead of the curve here um, in terms of what they might be planning They had Biden do this three-minute video because they can't afford to have him go out live and screw it all up. Imagine, they don't even have the confidence to send him out to do a live three-minute statement announcing his own re-election bid. I mean, if he can't even do that, he's certainly not running the country. That is Barack and and Michelle and the entire Obama team. And by the way, this re-election video did not mention a single first-term accomplishment. Because he doesn't have one. Most candidates for president I mean, Trump just did it last fall when he announced again. It's a very positive, optimistic, sunny view of America, aspirational for the next four years. Here's why I'm running. Here's where I'm going to take the country. Here's what I've already done for you. None of that in this Biden re-election video. None. All MAGA extremists and negative and all of that stuff, a battle for the soul of our nation, every cliche that you can think of, he is thrown out there. It's absolutely pathetic. But again, he is the puppet. He's a willing puppet, but he's a puppet for the bigger system and for the bigger agenda of transforming America into basically communism. So if they feel that they can pull it off with him, and again, I think they're going to wait until the fall to see how things shake out, both on the Republican side with Trump, but also in terms of Biden and his capabilities and what they can tee up in the world and the country, burning down the country again next year, all of it, right? If they feel like they can tee up enough distractions and enough chaos to wing Biden through and get him over the finish line, They will do that. If they make a calculation that they're not going to be able to pull this off, watch them pull Biden and Harris, maybe run Michelle, maybe run someone else. I don't know. But this is going to be a very interesting period of time here going into the end of this year. So you are going to want to be here for that on the Monica Crowley podcast, because we are always way ahead of the curve. All right, let's hit a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk to the one and only Steve Bannon. Not to be missed. Sit tight. Okay, everybody, listen up. We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know, that shredded lettuce in a double-double, and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. Well, it's an absolute honor and pleasure to have with us today a towering American figure. Apart from President Trump himself, the America first MAGA thought and action leader, Steve Bannon. Steve was the White House chief strategist for President Trump. And again, apart from President Trump himself, the chief architect of the MAGA movement and the necessary effort to smash the administrative state to smithereens so we can take our country back and restore individual liberty economic freedom, and the rule of law, not to mention our representative republic, which we have nearly completely lost. He now hosts the number one political podcast streaming show, War Room, which is absolute fire, six days a week at warroom.org and on Real America's Voice, Rumble, and Getter. 10 a.m. to noon Eastern Time, and a whole separate show from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Steve Bannon is an absolute beast. He never rests because we are at war. My good friend Steve Bannon joins us now. Hey, Steve.
1: Thank you for the kind words. Boy, with, a, with, a, uh, with an introduction like that, I think I'm just going to hang up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't top that. Thank you for having me, Monica, and good luck, and I'll see you later. later.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, I didn't mean to embarrass you, but I will paraphrase Henry Kissinger in a different context, Steve, and say it has the added virtue of being true.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the kind words.
0: Well, it is absolutely great to have you here. And I thank you for having me on War Room all the time. And we have the most interesting conversations. And you have the most phenomenal guests. You are the leading edge of America well, First, MAGA, and Saving This Country.
1: Well, it's easy to have you on because the audience loves you. So we always love. And here's the thing. You know, we have a activist audience. And it's a working class audience and, and middle class. and um, But they love... Um, challenging guests, and they love guests that bring uh, heavy uh, intellects with uh, having experience in the real world, and, you know, we always try to raise the bar, and, you know, you're you're the perfect guest for us, you know, you, you have a PhD, you, you've written books, you've played at, uh, at every level in national security, geopolitics, and high finance, and, you know, you're the perfect guest for the war room, so that's why we have you on all the time, because the audience loves it.
0: Well, I so appreciate that, Steve. Thank you so much. And, you know, I was raised middle class. Uh, My grandparents had nothing. They went through the Great Depression, lost everything, you know, the little that they had. And I remember, you know, I spent so many years, you know, around my maternal grandparents, and they were so grateful for this country. My grandfather only bought American cars, um, and he would go out every Sunday before the family Sunday drive and polish that car by hand. Um, and I saw them live the American dream, and then my parents, of course, but my grandparents, you know, with nothing, literally nothing, they did not have a dime to put into the Catholic church basket on Sundays during the Great Depression, so they didn't go to church, Um, to see them come out of that and build small businesses in Massachusetts and live the American dream. I Love this country with my whole heart, as I know you do, as President Trump does, as everybody listening to the show and to War Room does. And that's why we put our whole heart into saving America, because we're really at a tipping point, aren't we?
1: No, we're absolutely at a tipping point, and it's uncertain which direction this is going to play. You know, one side is – it's the gap between the two sides is unbridgeable. By by compromise or by uh, debate, it's just two different um, ways of looking at the world and uh, ways of looking at this republic. And you know, one side I think cherishes it and cherishes heritage and what's been handed down to us and bequeathed to us, and the other side hates it uh, and wants to destroy it. And so we're in a, you know, we're in a political war, and uh, the country has gone through this before. Uh, and one side's going to win and one side's going to lose. And that's why it's, as you know, Monica, because I know you, you're a 24-7, 365-day-a-week uh, person. That's where we are right now. But it's it's just uh, the reality. And quite frankly, it's a great honor to actually be, you know, alive in this time and fighting for this country, you know, given like the powerful story you just told about your grandparents. And I'm sure the rest of the people in the audience can think back. And I always tell people, I say, look, it's not just about the children, the grandchildren, obviously – they're of, of paramount importance however you know like burke said we owe as much to those who came before us as those that come after us and and we have a tremendous obligation to the many generations that have uh worked so hard to do everything to make this country not just the greatest country in the world but the greatest country in the history of the world and the most powerful nation in the history of the world so we have a tremendous responsibility and um that's why I think there's so many people listen to your podcast and, and watch War Room, that these are average American citizens that, that somehow want to do the work necessary to understand more, to learn more, and then to put that into action to help save their country.
0: Yes, that is exactly right. And I make a very similar point, which is we owe it to all previous American generations from the Revolutionary War generation straight up to today uh, to not let them down because they did not uh, uh, let us down um, in terms of fighting the Revolutionary War, Civil War, through the Great Depression, two world wars. I mean, we've been through it all as a country, and we cannot allow those previous generations to be let down. Um, I do want to cover a lot with you here today, Steve, and I want to start with the 2024 race for the White House. Yesterday, Joe Biden put out this three-minute video announcing this re-election bid, and it was pretty thin gruel. Uh, He cannot be positive and optimistic. He cannot offer any kind of aspirational vision for this country because he was always a hack and a jerk. Now he's a hack and a jerk with senility. Uh, So he can't offer that. His track record as president is absolutely catastrophic. We're living through that now. So he attacks MAGA. He attacks uh, the opposition, does not offer a positive, compelling vision for the future. And, you know, he originally said he was going to do this in the fall, why do you think he's going so early with this?
1: I think one reason he's so early is that I think that President Trump is starting to separate himself from the field, and I think hopefully we'll pivot quickly to to the general election issues because I think the Republican primary's over. Also, I think Bobby Kennedy, you know, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., getting in the, in the race and starting off yes. at 17%, and really having a speech at Hillsdale that I think is a barn burner a conservative college where which got three or four standing ovations having i think a kickoff speech in boston that i think grabbed a lot of people is that wow that sounded kind of presidential and then being on tucker carlson and i also think tucker carlson being gone is part of the bobby kennedy you know robert kennedy jr is uh at odds with much of what you believe and i believe but he's definitely i think the tip of the spear in going after the administrative state particularly the biopharmaceutical industrial complex. And I think Biden's handlers got to him and said, hey, you know, Trump is definitely getting a huge amount of momentum. And I think people are seeing now that everything's against him, Monica. You know, all the lawfare is all nonsense. And then you got Kennedy, and it shouldn't be lost on people. The DNC come out immediately after Kennedy announces, and they post that 17%, and they say there will be no debates. Boom, it's over, no debates. So, um, no, I think that's what did it. I do think it's a huge compliment to your audience and to the war room posse and all that, that Biden identified who his opposition is. And it's he calls us MAGA extremist, right? That's a big compliment. He knows that we are in opposition to everything he stands for. Mm-hmm. And I wear that as a badge of honor, and I'm really glad that in his uh, three-minute, vi- I mean, I've never heard of a guy, you know, in a presidential <laughs> doing a video, but in doing a video, because he can't do it live, he, um, you know, he's he identified who his enemy is, and that's awesome. I think it's, we ought to be very proud of that, that he understands that we're coming for him, and we're going to
0: defeat him. Yeah, absolutely, and I totally agree with you. I think You know, a sitting president can't be indicted, but there might be some legal protections he's seeking by announcing uh, that he's a candidate, certainly some political protections by announcing. And I agree with you. I think that uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr. has really thrown a monkey wrench into their planet, into all of their planning to reinstall him as president, because he wasn't elected, he was installed. All right, Steve, so much more to cover with you. Please stand by. But first, guys, we need to be healthy in order to fight all these battles that we're talking about here. And I know it can be really hard to eat healthy when you're so busy, right? Whether you're traveling, taking care of the kids and your family, just the daily hustle, it can be so hard to get the daily recommended vegetables and fruits in your diet. I know that happens to me. That's why I take Field of Greens. Field of Greens is whole organic fruits and vegetables, not a watered down supplement, and it's backed by a better health promise. Each ingredient in Field of Greens was scientifically chosen to support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidney health. Others support my immune system, blood pressure metabolism, and healthy weight loss. So let me get you started today with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Monica. Like me, you'll probably look and feel healthier fast and have way more energy, which I really appreciate. But the best proof will be at your next checkup when your doctor says, hey man, whatever you're doing, it's working. Keep it up. To get 15% off, visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com. We'll be right back. And we're back with the great Steve Bannon of War Room. We know what happened in 2020, a global virus, a global shutdown of the economy, Uh, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, burning down America. They literally threw the kitchen sink at Donald Trump in order to stop his reelection. If Trump is the nominee um, and Biden is the nominee, they can't replay it unless they've got another crisis plan ready to go um and you know they will effectuate that in order to protect joe biden and reinstall him but also they have all of these other mechanics ready to go from ballot harvesting early voting mass mail-in voting all of this other stuff so it might be that joe biden and the team around him has pure confidence going into next year they don't have to send him on the campaign trail they can protect him absent a global pandemic what do you think
1: I think um, you've hit on a couple of very important points. Let me, let me try to go through this. I, I I agree with you 100% that they have no intention of him running a traditional campaign. And I think we've seen a prototype of that in uh, Arizona in the governor's race with Katie Hobbs and, um, and Carrie Lake. I think they have perfected or they're close to perfecting the ballot harvesting and distribution business. they're in a different business than we are we're going to get out the vote do relatively traditional things try to get as many people to show up as possible and uh, and win elections you know fair honestly the way they're set up they're not in that business they're in the business of winning regardless of what the rules are regardless of what the law is they're just about winning uh, and they don't they're not going to go through the formality in fact their candidates, because their candidates are so radical, like Katie Hobbs and Joe Biden, it's best to keep them under lock and key. And I think we'll see a lot. I think they have perfected. And I think we you look at the electoral map, where to me right now, and this could change, but it'll come down to Wisconsin, Georgia, and Arizona, unless there's a big shift in Michigan or Pennsylvania, and the economy continues to bottom up, but saying as, as we see it today. Uh, and I don't think we've done even close to enough in those states about challenging some of these laws and, 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 and getting on top of the signature verification. I mean, we saw how they stole it from Kerry Lake. In Kerry Lake, they stole it very much the same way they stole it in, uh, in 2020.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I'm not a machine guy. I, I do now understand with Mike Lindell, I have a better understanding of appreciation machines, and I think all machines must go, and particularly with artificial intelligence. But I can tell you and guarantee you when you look at 2022 and you see Adam Laxalt, and you see Arizona, and you see some of these other states, these people have perfected, perfected how to steal elections. Um, and I think that ought to be a great concern to people. Now, about what they're going to do on another pandemic or whatever, I believe that the current financial and economic uh, crisis that's got us entwined now into a geopolitical crisis on the Eurasian landmass and spreading to the Caribbean, and into Latin America through Brazil is uh, there's any number of crises I think that they can be able to point to. And I think we have to be on guard for that because there is nothing the other side won't do in order to win. Mm -hmm. And and you can see this with Trump. I mean, Robert Reich, the other day, former Secretary of Labor, came out on on The Guardian. And The Guardian is a left-wing paper, but still one of the best edited papers in the world. And he came out and he said, you know, wrote an opinion piece, Trump's guilty of treason and must be removed from ballots. And he was actually – the articles, heart of it, was about local secretaries of state, Democratic secretary of state, must remove Trump from the ballot in 2024. He makes this big argument for you know 800 words. That's that's where we are now with these people. The the the, the DA in Fulton County just announced pre pre announced Trump's indictment in June or really in August, right when we're yeah. we're already past the first debate in yeah. the in the primary. She now said, hey, I'm notifying all law enforcement that we have to be ready for a big incident that's going to occur uh, when I essentially indict Trump in, uh, on this phony, you know, whatever, electors uh, deal down in Fulton County. And so they're going to pull out every stop, and people have to be ready for that. I- I'm not so sure we're ready on the electoral side. I do think you're right that they're going to do something. They can't roll Biden. I mean, look, Monica, you've been at this a long time. Can you imagine a presidential candidate announcing his reelection and doing it on a video that's highly edited and, and taking a while to put together instead of so just walking up to a microphone and live and say, hey, here's because they can't. He, he would stumble too much. It would look, it would reinforce the fact that he's already not, you know, totally with the program. Uh, and it would reinforce all the negatives about his age, even with the Democrats. So. No, I think this 2024, we're, we're in for a dogfight. And we've got to understand that this is going to be a tough, tough grind between now and I mean right now in Election Day.
0: Yep, there is nothing they won't do. I mean, you've got to understand the history of the left in America, but also the history of communism and what they're capable of. And when you marry that ideology to the deep state which you were talking about long before anybody else, uh, we have seen over the last couple of years the most unimaginable, inconceivable things that nobody could even dream up in a million years that we have lived through over the last couple of years. So they, go ahead.
1: Because you were really very close to President Nixon. I think what has happened since President Trump became president on the administrative state and its rogue national security element, the the deep state, it's quite evident to me, which I never fully understood before. It's evident to me now that President Nixon was removed by the administrative state. Yes. they, They worked in unison to remove him. And I think that was lost on Americans at the time. It was certainly lost on me for many, many decades until I really could start connecting dots upon what, I learned in observing how out of control this is against President Trump that this is not a new phenomenon. It's at a different scale now, and they're more brazen about it and they're more in-your-face about it. But we've had this problem in this country for a while, and when they don't want somebody in, they will remove him from office, as they did, I think, one of the greatest presidents ever to serve. And I have a lot of problem with President Nixon's domestic policy, but clearly a, a man a, – a, really a giant – in national security and, 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 and foreign affairs, and they removed him from office. And it's pretty evident watching what happened to President Trump about what happened to President Nixon.
0: And there are two reasons why. And actually, if you go back to JFK, we're starting to get some reporting that perhaps the CIA was involved in his assassination. So you go back to JFK, Richard Nixon, it's a whole 50 or 60-year arc of the deep state taking out Uh, the leaders that, number one, they cannot control, who have an independent streak and an independent mind and will not do the bidding of the deep state, and two, peacemakers... So uh, JFK did not really want to escalate in Vietnam, really did not want to get involved. Richard Nixon was ending the war in Vietnam, right. and Donald Trump was bringing all the troops home and ending foreign wars. Wars are not prof- – go but ahead. Just
1: to connect dots, I think I think the it's not just reporting. I think Robert Kennedy Jr. actually said the CIA, and I think he said it on Tucker's show. I know Tucker has said that. Upon, upon people that have come to him, the CIA. But I also think Robert Kennedy's definitely said it. He said the CIA was directly involved in his uncle's assassination. Uh, well, so and he, his, father's,
0: uh, his uh, father's assassination, probably too.
1: 100%. That's always upset me, no end. But you're, you're correct. And when you look at history that way, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But you're not a conspiracy theorist. But you've got to, you know, th- these are too many coincidences. And you can see in President Trump the viciousness that they have come out from, out, of, out for him from day one. I mean, Monica, you, you know the way the system works. The, the very first week we're there, President Trump has calls with the president of Mexico and the president of Australia. And Australia is talking about some deal that Obama cut with them on, on, on immigrants. And those are both leaked in their totality, leaked to The Washington Post within six hours of having them. Just to, just to let Trump know that nothing you can do in the Oval Office, nothing you can do in your White House will ever be secure or safe. That's how vicious and in-your-face and, quite frankly, arrogantly all-powerful the administrative state is.
0: Yes, and it's all intertwined. It's all of a piece. So the military-industrial complex, the administrative state, law enforcement, all shot through with corruption, and they know that peace is not profitable. And war certainly is, they have no mind about deaths, destruction, uh, catastrophic impacts on the global economy, individual economies, people dying. It doesn't matter to them as long as they are being enriched and empowered. So any American president, or frankly, any, any leader, I mean, look at what they did to Clarence Thomas, what they continue to try to do to Clarence Thomas, Brett Kavanaugh, it doesn't matter. They will level their gun turrets against anybody who threatens their absolute corrupt grip on power.
1: Now, I, I, you mentioned the Clarence Thomas thing. I mean, think about it for a second. We've had some uh, federal court decisions here in the last couple of weeks where not just members of Congress, but people in the administration are saying that the, the Justice Department, you know, this is about the abort- some of the abortion pill decisions, uh, will not enforce it or should not enforce it and that the 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 supreme court and the federal judiciary is only um is only good in the, in the in the sense of that they they have certain rulings that reinforce what this radical left wants i mean we are entering a period of really lawlessness and, and potential anarchy and social chaos that could rival the french revolution i mean this is the way Countries fall apart when every institution in that country is called into question and, uh, and by those in power. And so I think we're in a an incredibly – and this is why you know, the primary, the general election, and then President Trump governing. I mean every day with President Trump in the second administration, look, you were there for the first. You know how tough it is. The second administration is going to be – because a little bit we snuck up on them in 16. We ain't sneak, sneaking up on them this time. This is going to be – every day of a Trump second term is going to be Stalingrad. It will be the administrative state and the deep state, the vignons of the world, every day. Uh, and remember, the 4,000 political appointees and I think 3.2 million employees of the federal government. You know, So you, you see what the odds are. It's going, to be, it's going to be tough. People should not have any false hope that political victory will immediately lead to, lead to turning the country around. That won't happen. We are in a financial economic crisis, now a geopolitical crisis. That is going to take us decades, and I mean that decades, to get turned around. We have to do it by winning, but people shouldn't sit there and fantasize that just having President Trump return to the White House is a panacea. It is going to, he's going to have to have a team. That original 4,000 people are going to have to be the t- toughest, the hardest, the most focused, the most dedicated, prepared to give everything up for their country. Uh, because they will attempt to destroy each and every one of them, including President Trump.
0: Yes, and it's going to be you and me back in the mix. Um, You know, your point about keeping our eyes on the prize, but also understanding how long this is going to go. It's because the communists have done it decades long long march through our institutions, decades long, began as a KGB operation in the 1930s to infiltrate this country and destroy us from within. They had a long-term commitment to doing that. And so we've got to have this long-term commitment as well. And as extraordinary as Donald Trump is, and as absolutely fearless and tough, and what a survivor this man is. It's a miracle he is still standing. He is still just one guy. And so he needs the backup of you, me, but everybody listening to War Room and this show to make sure that he can succeed. All right, Steve, I've got a lot more that I do want to cover with you. So please hang tight. We'll be right back with Steve. But first, The Economist recently reported that American philanthropy, like everything else is going woke, and predominantly funding left-wing causes. Do you want to help counterbalance this left-wing influence? If so, consider listening to Giving Ventures. It'll give you a really good idea of the liberty-minded organizations working to erase the heavy hand of government so individuals can prosper and thrive, and that's what we all want. Giving Ventures is a podcast designed to help donors and prospective donors discover new opportunities to change the world for the better. Twice a month, the Giving Ventures podcast highlights several nonprofit efforts, initiatives, and projects that leverage private philanthropy to solve public problems. Recently, they were joined by Star Parker, the founder and president of the Center for Urban Renewal and Education, a charity that works with lawmakers to craft policy that lifts people out of poverty. Kendall Qualls, president of Take Charge MN, whose organization promotes common sense family policy and vocational training. And Bob Woodson, founder and president of the Woodson Center, a charity that helps revitalize low-income communities. The show is a product of Donors Trust, the oldest and largest donor-advised fund, helping conservative and libertarian givers Simplify, protect, and grow their giving. The team at Donors Trust regularly engages with the policy groups, student organizations, academic centers, and civil society nonprofits that work to limit government, grow personal responsibility, and strengthen free enterprise. So if you care about those principles of liberty like I do, and if charitable giving is an important part of your life, Giving Ventures is the podcast for you. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and catch up on the latest episode by visiting donorstrust.org Monica. We're coming right back. And we're back once again with the great Steve Bannon of War Room. Will the deep state who was caught flat-footed in 2016 when Trump was elected, will they allow him to be reelected.
1: They will do everything in their power to stop it. And they will do everything in their power to thwart him. If somehow he happens to get through and wins, look, I strongly believe not only is he going to win, he obviously must win. but And this is why I, I think there's some very promising, the Ron DeSantis and some other people uh, that are either running or thinking of running, but, We don't have time. Uh, This is an urgent crisis. President Trump is is tested. He gave us four years of peace and prosperity, even with the Chinese Communist Party hitting him with a bioweapon in a very tumultuous time. You've seen the anarchy and chaos. So, number one, he must win. Number two, we can win, and I think we will win. Uh, Number three, even in doing – but in doing that, the second term is going to be a grind. People just have to understand that. This is not – you're not going to walk in, and the other side is going to be dug in. And if you think we're in a political crisis now, if you think we're, it's intense now, you haven't seen anything. President Trump winning again because they're going to pull out every stop possible, like right? they did in 2020, to defeat him. And, uh, and if not to defeat him, if not to beat him in actual the general campaign, to make sure that he can't govern. And I think people have to understand this, and they have to come to grips with it. This Right now, politics is not for everyone. It's a blood sport. And, and it's one of the reasons I think you see so many of the Republican officials and the, the Republicans, they're just not, they're not built for this. Mm-hmm. Like in Tennessee, there's a color revolution going on now in states. There's a color revolution going on in Tennessee. There's one about to start in Montana. These heavily MAGA states, they're coming after the, they're coming after the soft underbelly of the country club Republicans, hoping they crater. And I, you know, there, there's a there's a lot of pressure out there on people, and some people are just not built for it. That's why we need a cadre of people that are hard and as tough as the communists were. I mean, one of the things you read about the Soviet Union, you read about the Russian Revolution, you read about the Chinese Communist Party. I mean, the Chinese Communist Party are pure evil, but they are hard and tough and focused and they're relentless, and they do not quit. We have to have that same toughness. We have to have that same hardness, and we have to have that that literally that will to power that we're not going to stop, that we will not be defeated. Otherwise, we are going to be defeated. And I think that's why today you are seeing some people just can't do it. There's just too much. They, they want to go do something else. And I don't hold that against them because we're in a very special, and unique, unique time in American history.
0: It's also very difficult for people to process the nature of the enemy both an external enemy like the CCP that Richard Nixon called absolutely inscrutable and totally focused and far more sophisticated and disciplined than the Soviet communists ever were. And it's also difficult for people to process our internal enemy, which is the, you know, the weaponization of our own government against us, every single institution. And while we do have some talented, younger Republicans coming up, like Ron DeSantis, for example, I always say, Steve, that given the tipping point and given what we're up against here, given this moment, you cannot send a baby fawn into a crossfire hurricane. You have got to go with the guy who has been through the fire before, who has withstood an unimaginable assault and continues to, and can has gone up up toe-to-toe with the deep state, looked at the deep state in the eye, survived all of these attacks by the deep state, and can anticipate what the deep state is going to come at him with. And I'm sorry, but as much as I admire and respect Iran DeSantis and and these other leaders, they have no idea what is going to be uh, foisted against them. They have no idea what kind of line of attack is going to come at them. And the next thing you know, they're going to be down on the ground, down, for the count. Donald Trump has been through it before. You've got to go with that candidate.
1: You know, it's a deep state. And what you just said is absolutely correct. And then you think about, you've got the Mullahs in Persia, you've got the KGB in Moscow, you've got the Chinese Communist Party in Beijing, you've got Mini-Me in North Korea, you've got the Jihadis run in Pakistan, you've got Erdogan in Turkey, you've got Lula in Brazil. These are world-class, world-historical bad guys. Every one of them is a. Ton. You got the House of Saud. You got the, the the Gulf Emirates. I mean, it is so many bad guys throughout the world, right? Yeah. And we got kind of feckless allies in Europe. We've got Israel, but Israel's under an unbelievable assault now, particularly since Persia's kind of unchained and a partner with the CCP. This is worse than the 1930s. I mean, even in the 1930s, the Imperial Japanese, the the Nazis, and the fascists—they were bad, but man. We got that to the 10th power, particularly you got the CCP, you got China and the CCP that is with its resources, and its population controlled by a dictatorial power that hates it and doesn't care how many, how many Chinese they kill. This is of a scale in an urgency. I said this at this conference this weekend, the Third World War, the early years. I said, if you look at scale, if you look at urgency, and particularly look at uniqueness, the scale we've never faced. Financial capital markets or geopolitical issues like we have right now, number one. Urgency, we're already a couple of years into this war. The CCP has been running unrestricted warfare on us, as have the the, the Iranians or the Persians. Number three is uniqueness. Even when the country was somewhat divided, when we had to fight, we united. Now we've got a fifth column in this country, the administrative state and their financial backers, and, and quite frankly, people from big tech. And in uh, the pharmaceutical industry, that are absolutely opposed to what we stand for. You know, Biden's administration just came out over the weekend with this this environmental social justice executive order that essentially replicates the social credit scores of the way that the Chinese Communist Party has used authoritarian power to sh- crush the spirit of Lao Beijing, of the Chinese people. So this is for, for a leader. And this is what I'm saying. Look, Trump's not perfect. Right. Nobody's perfect, but he's certainly not perfect. He would never claim to be perfect. But in the in the moment in history, we are. It's just not even a question. It's just not even a question. You we can't we can't risk having someone that you have to get on the job training for. You need somebody. And it's not like he blew it in his first term. He gave us four years of peace and prosperity. Who would not go back to twenty nineteen to the economy, to where the world world where, where the world political and national security situation was who would not go back there that was the work of a man who pulled together an administration who pulled together disparate elements to unite to really give us four years of peace and prosperity and i gotta tell you with the world spinning into chaos and anarchy i I think the american people are going to appreciate what he did but that's why i think the 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 republican uh, you know primary is over and i've been a strong advocate of the president to not even consider Uh, Having going on a debate stage with any of his rivals, the the DNC shut down the debates the other day. I don't know why the RNC and Dick Bossy, who's like a brother to me, is running around setting up debates. There shouldn't be a debate. Let's get on with the general election because we need to win this thing. We need to take the reins of power and we need to govern this time kind of, quite frankly, more in a smash mouth way than
0: we did the first. Yep, we ain't got time to bleed. That is 100% true. And Donald Trump should be running against Joe Biden at this point, rather than wasting his time uh, punching below below his weight, you know, with a fellow Republican. So I totally agree with you. Um, We've got to let you go. I would love to have you back to talk about the CCP. You spend so much time sure. talking about AI plus the threat from the CCP. So I'd love to have you back another time, Steve. Any
1: I, I love the love the show and uh, of course obviously uh we love having you in war room and our audience, so the war posse uh, uh couldn't think more highly of you, Monica, so anytime you want to have me on i I'm, I'm to.
0: Well, that is an absolute honor, and the pleasure is all mine. And guys, this is as serious as a heart attack. Our country is hanging by a thread. You've got to be listening to this show and Steve Bannon on War Room every weekday plus Saturday. The guy is working six days, seven days a week, really, but he's on the air Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern time to noon. Then he does a whole separate two hours at 5 to 7 Eastern time. Please go listen to him, warroom.org, also on Rumble and on Getter. Get yourself educated, informed, and really we need a standing army of our own because the left has their own standing army, and we've seen the result of it. The country is at a tipping point. The great Steve Bannon. Well, that was an absolutely blockbuster show, am I right? I can't thank you guys enough for joining me. That Steve Bannon conversation is absolutely huge. And I hope that you guys will uh, tell all of your friends, everybody you know, to listen to today's show, but all of the Monica Crowley podcasts, obviously, and uh, to listen to War Room as well, because we need all hands on deck, we need the information, we need the motivation. And this show and War Room certainly provide that. So thanks so much for being here. On Friday, we're going to lighten things up because we need happy warriors in this fight. And we're going to have a surprise guest. Very funny, very fun. It is going to be a tremendous show to send you into the weekend. So I promise you that. Tune in on Friday, okay? Have a great rest of your week, and I will see you then.
2: For over 10 years, Grammarly has been powered by AI technology that you trust and rely on by helping you across all the places where you write the most. With one click, you can easily brainstorm, rewrite, and reply quickly with suggestions based on your context and goals. Accelerate productivity for you and your teams. More than 30 million people rely on Grammarly to help them with their writing today. Applying to new jobs? With Grammarly by your side, you can apply it to your dream job with confidence by tailoring your cover letter and revising your resume in seconds. A big presentation coming up? Let Grammarly create a personalized outline to get you organized so you can transform your ideas into a compelling presentation. For your next vacation, it can help you create a whole itinerary. Grammarly is here to assist you at every step of your writing so you can show up with confidence. You'll be amazed at what you can do. Go to grammarly.com slash go to download for free. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash go.